Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast, where we share biblical truth for any girl in any season. I'm your host, Meredith Brock, and I am here with my friend and co-host, Kaylee Olson. Well, hey, Meredith. It has been a while, a minute. I think that's what's popular to say. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, (laughs) Since we've talked about exactly what we do here at Proverbs 31, and I know our podcast episodes are listened to by thousands of people, but Mayor, we don't just do the podcast around here, right? There's a lot more. This is like the tip of the iceberg, sort of a game way into the ministry that we hope people will walk through because there's so much more to Proverbs. And so maybe for those of you who are new or need a refresher on what we do, Mayor, will you do me the honor mm-hmm. of giving the Proverbs 31 elevator pitch? Absolutely. It might be a little bit more than an elevator <laughs> pitch because I'm so passionate about what we do here at Proverbs 31. Yeah. But at the end of the day, here's what I tell people um, about Proverbs and what we do is our mission is to eradicate biblical poverty. What in the world does that mean? It sounds super (laughs) weird. The first time I heard it, I was like, sounds like something to do with like hunger and like feeding people the Bible. What? Um, But here's (laughs) here's the deal. In 2017, the Barna Group published a study that in our lifetime, the Bible will be translated or a portion of the Bible, I should say, will be translated into every single language. And so for a long time, the church, you know, uh, Christian people on mission were really going hard after Bible translation because they we mm-hmm. wanted to give physical access to everyone in the world. Well, now it's really the physical access is no longer the problem. Mm-hmm. It's personal access. People have physical access to the Bible, but they don't know how to make it actually mm-hmm. relevant to their life. How do they find answers in this old, tired book about how they're supposed to deal with their grouchy teenager. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, how do they find answers about the challenges that they're facing at work because they have this really difficult Mm -hmm. boss? Like, how do you find those answers? And at Proverbs 31, we are passionate about showing people how to know the truth. So get Mm -hmm. into their Bible, learn what it says, live the truth, apply it to their lives because we know it will change everything. Mm -hmm. And so we do that through a couple different ways. We do it right here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We take biblical principles and we break them down and say, this is how it applies to your life. We do the exact same thing in our online Bible studies. We do the Mm -hmm. exact same thing in our first five mobile app, our daily devotions, and even on social media. Mm -hmm. We try to do it in bite-sized pieces to make the Bible relevant to Mm -hmm. everyone Every day. Mm-hmm. So can you tell I'm a little passionate about it? <laughs> oh, you're passionate about it. And I think all of our staff members are passionate in our own way and our different roles. Mm. And because we're so passionate about biblical truth and really equipping you to study God's word on your own and helping fuel your own passion for doing it on your own, we have staff members whose job it is to study the Bible and help bring clarity to the content that we study because there's a gap there, right? Yeah. You read it's it, hard. but then it's like, wait a minute, I don't understand the context. Mm-hmm. And so one of those staff members is our director of theological research. Joel Mutamale, who's sitting right across from us. Hello, Joel. Hey, guys. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Mayor, but having a guy like Joel on staff who knows the Bible so well comes in handy when it's time for us to dig into a book of the Bible that might not feel comfortable to study or I might not feel equipped to do it on my own. Like, mm-hmm. for example, going to the Old Testament is more intimidating to me than studying something I'm, for, I'm more familiar with, like maybe the Gospels or something yeah. that's... Well, let's yeah. be honest. Like, 
half of the books in the Old Testament, I don't even know how to say their names. <laughs> you know, like the New Testament, yeah. I'm like, Matthew. Matthew. We, we just Luke learned how to John. say Joel's last name. <laughs> yeah, so I can we're barely say Joel's last name. <laughs> and you've known me for how long, Meredith? Okay, we'll bypass that one. <laughs> but honestly, studying the Old Testament, as it shouldn't be scary, but mm-hmm. it's easy to feel really intimidated yeah. by it. I mean, it just, when you look at the entirety of the Bible, Mm -hmm. it's just easier to go to the New Testament. It's just less intimidating. And so there's a book in the Old Testament that y'all, I don't know how long it took me to say the name of it, but (laughs) we are going to go there today. Guys, we're talking about Habakkuk. Did I do it right? Yeah, and you even got the Hebrew gutturals with the... I I tried. You know who who taught me how to do that? Who? Our friend Gila in Israel. We have a friend in Israel who taught me all about some pronunciations, and this happened to be one, but... I'm a little scared to do that, so I'll just let you do the guttural. Habakkuk. Okay, so our upcoming first five mobile app study is on the book of Habakkuk, and we thought it would be really fun to bring Joel in here on the show so we could ask him some questions about this mystery book, Um, and this be a little bit different than Mm -hmm. how we normally have our conversations on the podcast, but we feel like it's going to be really, really helpful, especially around um, a kind of intimidating, obscure, strange book Mm -hmm. like Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. So are we ready, guys? I'm ready. Joel, are you ready? I can't wait. We're putting you on the spot, but I feel like this is your time to shine. This is when he thrives, folks. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost threw in like a really random question, like spell Habakkuk in in Hebrew for us, but I decided not to. Oh, the boy. first question is, and I think a lot of people are wondering this: Why are some of the books of the Bible, like Psalms or Ruth or Daniel or the Gospels, so popular? But then you've got poor Habakkuk sitting in the corner, who kind of mm-hmm. just gets looked over a lot uh, because maybe people don't really know about him. Yeah. Well, I would just say for all of y'all that are listening and you heard Meredith talk about Habakkuk and and you're panicking because you grew up in the church your whole life and you've done the vacation Bible schools and mm-hmm. you've done the felt, whatever, they, what are those things? Felt the, boards. The felt, felt boards. boards and, and, you, and you're like, wait, what? Huh? Mm. Like what is, I just want to like comfort you. Like it got, I had to go into seminary doing my MDiv before I even like realized that, hey, by the way, there's this thing called Minor Prophets and one of them is a Habakkuk guy. But We'll yeah. get to that. But think about something like um, the book of Psalms or Ruth or Daniel. Like, why is it that those are so uh, appealing to us? Well, I think one is we can easily, instantly, almost out of thinking about it, relate to these books. Mm. Um, and so it's natural. So I don't want us to feel guilty about that. Like, the book of Psalms is a series of songs. Who doesn't love songs? Mm-hmm. We all love songs. We can probably um, associate a time of our life with a particular song. Mm. You know, they're just yeah. powerful. Ruth and Daniel have these epic stories that we can read about and, and, and kind of think about and say, oh yeah, like I've had those Ruth moments in my life or Daniel moments. Then you've got something like Habakkuk. And we got like, what is a Habakkuk moment? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, Joel. Tell me. <laughs> so I think I think one of the challenges is, and this might be a cultural thing, is I think that whatever's at the forefront of our vision, whatever is being presented to us, often gets our attention, gets mm-hmm. our affection, gets um, the limelight and the spot in our mind. But when you have a book like Habakkuk where you literally could, if your pages in the Bible stick together – on accident, you can just literally skip by the entire book, right? Mm, it's like yeah. three pages on, yeah. on, on some Bible uh, font sizes. And so um, the challenge, though, is that the biblical writers in the Old Testament in particular, um, they don't 
prioritized by length of book mm. of the Bible. Mm. They, they don't show us their value based off of how big a book is or even by the type of book it is. Every book in the Old Testament has its own unique and distinct reason for being there. That's why God has gifted it to us. And I think one of the biggest tragedies is when we overlook a book like Habakkuk. And in fact, Habakkuk is super important to us. Um, and so one of the things, y'all want me to get into the cultural context? Yeah, what do you want I me would to- love that. Well, wait, well, first, but okay, before first, we do that, you slow said- Slow me down because you know I get excited. Uh, yeah. okay. okay, you said something that Bible nerds say that Good. normal people don't understand. Yes. What in the world- is a minor prophet? Are there major prophets? Yes. Like, what's the difference between the minors and the majors? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. why did Habakkuk get this sad title? Is minor bad? What does right, this mean? Right, right. Okay, that's really good. So when we think of minor and major prophets, I think if I, if I said, like, Isaiah, I think everybody's like, oh, yeah, Isaiah. Like, mm-hmm. if you grew up in the, in the church, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. I said Jeremiah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I think I remember a guy named Jeremiah. Yeah. Well, this is one of those um, English vernacular, Western kind of things that we've done to help our minds group Mm. (laughs) these books of the Bible. And so the prophets were just literally um, spokespeople. Mm -hmm. They were um, mouthpieces for God. Um, And so the major prophets, the reason why they're titled the major prophets, and this isn't like the original Hebrew. The original Hebrew doesn't say major prophets. It's, it's a tag, just like the little headers in the, in the top of your chapters in your Bible, like just, okay, pro tip. Those are not naturally like in the original Hebrew text. So you mean there weren't chapter dividers? There were not chapter dividers. There weren't even verses, right? Those help us as readers today conceptualize these books or these sections of writing in the Bible. So with the major prophets, it's literally just talking about um, books that are prophetic in nature that are bigger Mm. (laughs) in size. Mm -hmm. Minor prophets are literally books that are Mm -hmm. prophetic in nature that are smaller in size. Mm -hmm. There's also another little nuance usually the major prophets because they're bigger are dealing with multiple themes Mm. they might deal with justice and they might deal with worship and praise or or all these things minor prophets typically because they're smaller in nature they got to be more laser focused Hmm. i think this is another thing that's actually really challenging is we're so drawn to the major prophets but sometimes we get confused but it's natural because they got so much stuff going on Mm. in fact i think if you want to entry like have your entry point into the Mm -hmm. prophets Start with the minor prophets because wow. they're going to be laser focused. They got yeah. one mission, one vision, and they're trying to address that thing. And that's really yeah. what we'll find with Habakkuk. That's awesome. That is so helpful. Yeah. I love it. Well, so let's talk about Habakkuk. Yeah. Like, what is the laser focus there? Like, what's the context that we're looking at? Yeah. Yeah. So first, um, we have to understand that Habakkuk, the, the time that they write. And so, guys, if I said um, something like the pandemic, what what would you all say? 2020. If you say the pandemic, like I want to assign a time to it, kind of like whenever we're learning history or like the American Revolution right. or the right. Renaissance yeah. or right. whatever. Okay. Great Depression. 20? Is that what yeah. the 20s? Right? 20s, 30s. And, and okay, my grandparents. Your grandparents? <laughs> yeah. And what is the feeling around the Great Depression? Sad. Oh. Sad. Ugh, I think despair. of hiding money in um, sh- like floors and in yeah. beds, Ugh, right? Yeah. Okay, so we could go on and on, but this is so important. Sometimes what happens when we read the Bible is we strip the natural context out of it. And when mm-hmm. we strip the natural historical context out of it, we actually impose our own context into it, mm. which can get us into a lot of trouble because that's not the natural writing that was taking place. And so Habakkuk, we have to orient ourselves around what is happening in the life of Israel. Um, in the life of Israel, at one point in time, the the Israelites were like 
like they were at the top of their game, you know, like they were winning championships every year. Uh, that's an NBA reference for all of my friends out there. Uh, <laughs> every time. Yeah, every yeah. time. They're winning the Olympics every year. If, if that's a little more relatable. But at, that, at some point in time, they just like broke apart. And so Habakkuk mm. is actually writing at a time when the kingdom of Israel is broken into northern and southern. The northern kingdom is actually eventually fully destroyed and the southern kingdom is left. And now Habakkuk is the lone prophet watching all of the former glory that the people of Israel had literally fall apart in front of him. Wow. And there is this massive nation called the Babylonians Mm -hmm. that are rising in this far off distant place. And oh, all of no. a sudden, there are these, oh no, isn't there? This sounds like, terrible. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Um, this sounds terrible. Yeah. It's <laughs> like they're rising up and you're getting yeah. messengers like, y'all better watch out. The Babylonians are coming. They're, they're taking over this, this, and this. And here's mm-hmm. poor Habakkuk and the people of Israel. Now, here's the other problem. God had given Habakkuk and the people of Israel a very particular promise mm-hmm. that they would be a great nation. It's the Abrahamic mm-hmm. promise. Like they would be uh, great and multiply and their name would be great and all the other nations would, would come under them. And, and and have you ever been in a situation where you felt like, man, I got a promise from the Lord, but mm. right now I'm sitting mm-hmm. and the sitting I'm in right now is not promise, but disaster. Mm. Yeah. This is the historical context of Habakkuk. The people yeah. of Israel are ticked off. Mm-hmm. Habakkuk is very frustrated mm. because all of the promises that God had given him and his people all look like, honestly, they're not promises. They look like lies because wow. they're not experiencing any of these things. In fact, they're experiencing the total opposite of it. So this historical context kind of helps us to orient ourselves inside of mm-hmm. um, this story. Wow. I think that leads us into a really good follow-up question. So you're talking about the context and what's going on. Things were really broken in Israel and God used Habakkuk to speak. And so when I read Habakkuk, am I supposed to read it in the context of like what was happening? Is God speaking this to me? Am I supposed to apply this to my life or am I supposed to learn about the culture of the time and apply it to that? Can you help me understand like how am I supposed to read Habakkuk? Yeah, so this is super important. So this is like like the, I don't know how to say this. This is so important. That's the only thing I can mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, we have to read the Bible in its natural setting. Mm-hmm. We have to read it as a message given to those people at that time. Mm-hmm. This is the miraculous nature of scripture though. It is never just isolated that to that time. There is a bridge that is drawn between this ancient time and to our present time. Now, what we have to do is figure out the principles, the application points. What are these eternal truths that are being um, present that God has given to the people of Israel during, you know, when Habakkuk is walking around and dealing with all of these issues that we can apply to ourselves. And so let me give you kind of um, a little bit of how we could apply this today. Here's the situation that Israel finds themselves in. They're upset with God. Anybody ever been upset with God? No? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? yeah? 100%. 100%. Good. Mm-hmm. We're all being honest today. That's very good. Um, and what happens when you're upset with somebody? You typically like you're like you let them know, right? Yeah, like, I'm a vent. I'm, I'm a vent. Yeah, uh, if not to them, to other people, right? To our people, right? right? Yeah. We got a, like a close friends group, and you're like, yo, I'm I'm for sure going to let them all know what I'm dealing with right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Guess what the people are doing? They're venting to our boy Habakkuk, <laughs> ah, and okay. and so this is also really important. Prophets in the Old Testament, the typical way that prophets worked is that God would have a message, God would give that message to the prophet, the prophet would give that message to the people. 
And that message would typically be like, y'all are not doing the things that you're supposed to do. Mm. Um, y'all have to get your act together. Otherwise, consequence is going to happen, mm. right? This is so unique. The only other instance of this is like that happens in the Bible that I'm aware of in the Old Testament is the book of Job. There is yeah. a prophetic reversal that takes place. In fact, here Habakkuk doesn't hear from God and then gives it to the people. Habakkuk hears from the people. Wow. And here's what they're saying. God seems to be a liar. He seems to be unjust. Hmm. He seems to maybe even, and I would say this, this would be my interpretation of it, God even seems to be acting like the false gods of the nations around us hmm. because all of this stuff is just falling apart. Mm-hmm. So Habakkuk has the uncomfortable and uncanny responsibility to now give this message to God and actually present the case of the Israelites to God himself. Yikes. Like, like this is, I don't want to be Habakkuk. That's heavy. That's super heavy. Yeah. And this is how God responds. And I think this is the application point. God responds. This is actually Habakkuk chapter two. um, And and he he responds by saying, um, if if it seems slow, and I love that, if it seems slow, if the message seems slow, if what you're desiring seems slow, he says, wait for it. It's coming. Wow. God doesn't delay. But you have to be patient. You got to wait. Now, this is this, this example of the application point. Now, are we dealing with the Babylonians that are rising? But like, nah, not that I'm aware of, mm-hmm. you know? Like, are we dealing with um, with famine? And like, not that I'm aware of, but I do know we are dealing with a pandemic that at the time of this writing and what does life, what is it going to look like? Mm-hmm. And we might want this thing and God's answer to be immediate. Mm-hmm. And this is the beauty of God's word. He says to Habakkuk, which is so true to us today, he says, be slow, be steady. Wait for it. The time is coming. God's word does not delay. Mm. It might feel slow at at times, but what we experience as slowness is just God's right timing. Wow, Joel, this is so good. I'll be honest. I am really excited to go read Habakkuk. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I went, like I, I, y'all, I went to Bible college. I got a bachelor's degree in biblical studies, mm-hmm. and I remember Habakkuk, but not really. But what you're sharing, and this is mm-hmm. exactly what we're all about here at Proverbs. Yeah. We hope that when you interact with our content and with um, what we're putting in front of you, it will mm-hmm. give you a new passion for mm-hmm. the Word of God. Okay, so I'm going to ask one final question mm-hmm. of us for you today, and that is. How can so I feel like I've got a good understanding of like what was happening um, during the time of the writing of Habakkuk, but mm-hmm. how does Habakkuk make us more like Jesus today? Like, what does Habakkuk have to do with Jesus in my life today? What is it going to help me do? Yeah, I think that's really good. I think um, one of the things that happens in the Old Testament is we want to see how does the Old Testament uh, work itself out in the New Testament. Mm. And and so this doesn't just come naturally. So I want to just give you one of these teaching points. In Habakkuk 2.4, the very end of that verse says, but the righteous one will live by faith. This is crazy because this is one of the most prominent New Testament citations. Romans one seventeen. Galatians 3.11 and Hebrews 10.37 through 38. The key word in this word in this verse is faithfulness. The actual Hebrew word here has an underlying meaning of firmness, fidelity, steadfastness, and trust. Hmm. Here's the problem that the people of Israel experience. They ain't got none of that around them. Yeah. And they are longing yeah. for this. 
and how does how does the, a book like Habakkuk make us more like Jesus? It creates inside of us an anticipation and a longing for the one who would be firm, mm-hmm. the one that who would be mm-hmm. um, who would have fidelity, the one who would be steadfast, the one who is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And so we read a book like Habakkuk, and we say, yes, we can acknowledge that there is a deep mm-hmm. human longing in our hearts for one who can rectify all the evil that's taking place. And who do we look to? We look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the faithful one. But here's how the book of Habakkuk changes us it doesn't just create anticipation and longing it demands of us to be a new type of person Mm -hmm. you see we can't come and encounter the goodness of jesus and experience the faithfulness of jesus in the new testament without that faithfulness being expected and required of us today Mm -hmm. so so how does a book like habakkuk help us i think we leave a book like habakkuk with some questions huh In my marriage, in my parenting, in my friendships, in my workplace, am I exhibiting faith? Am I exhibiting firmness when I need to be firm? Am I am I exhibiting a fidelity to like this mission, to this vision that I've said I'm Mm -hmm. I'm going to do? So I want to just make this very um, uh, on the ground. If your work has a vision and a mission, and you have bought onto it, but your life and your words and your actions don't represent that. That's an issue of fidelity. Wow. There's a compromise there. Yeah. Are you steadfast in what you're going to say? Are you a trustworthy person? Like when you say you're going to be there, you're going to be there. And I think especially for friendships, mm-hmm. y'all, we live in a day and age where we can say, yo, I'm, you're my friend. Meredith and Kaylee, you're my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet that friendship almost has no meaning anymore. No definite. What does that actually mean? Like we're Instagram friends? Yeah. We're Facebook friends? Yeah. Or do you get the green little close friends thing on yeah. Instagram? Like, <laughs> like what level of yeah. friendship are we talking about? A book like Habakkuk, it's not only are we reading Habakkuk, but God through the book of Habakkuk is reading us. Mm-hmm. And he's asking us, he's, he's, he's pleading with us. And I would even go further and say, he's demanding of us that we would emulate the person of Jesus. And here's what's so crazy. We're getting all of that from an Old Testament book called Habakkuk. Wow. 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 I love it. I'm always so encouraged when I see, and I've I've said this so many times before to our staff and to other people. Um, I became a believer when I was 17 and, and, you know, kind of started reading the Bible. And I always assumed Mm -hmm. that Jesus was God's way. There was a moment God was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? I mean, I guess I'm just going to, I mean, they're just a mess. I'm going to have to send my son down there. Mm -hmm. But that really and truly, it was the plan from the beginning. And you can even see that in places like Habakkuk where where God's pointing to his son. Mm -hmm. And he's pointing our hearts to the desire Mm -hmm. for his son. So, so, so good. It's so good. Well, And I think I'm just encouraged by this and even just like I have a passion now where I want to go open Habakkuk. And I hope that our listeners have that too. But I think what's so cool about when you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the Holy Spirit is God with us, God in us. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we're then enabled to be able to read a book like Habakkuk and understand it and apply it to our life. God does not want us to live a life that's void of his word. Mm. And Habakkuk is in his word. And that's really important. And I think too, uh, we earlier talked about how passionate we are about studying biblical truth and really equipping people to know the truth and live the truth. We talk about verse five, and that's why we have Joel on here today is to talk about Habakkuk, to get Meredith and I excited to talk about it, <laughs> to get you guys as listeners excited to dig into it. But we also, as a team, 
at Proverbs 31, create these awesome study guides that accompany our first five app. And I just want to take a moment, and Joel, I might ask you a couple of questions about like how they're created because we've got a couple of pages from our Habakkuk study guide that we want to equip our podcast listeners with right mm-hmm. now for mm-hmm. free. And so that includes things like a welcome letter, the themes in Habakkuk, days one through three of the study, which are questions mm-hmm. that you can dive into, where we see Habakkuk 2, 4 in the New Testament, and it's all available on our show notes at Proverbs31.org slash listen. But Joel, will you just take a moment and share like why you're passionate about the study guides and maybe like explain some of the work that goes into creating those additional pages that equip people to study Habakkuk on their own. Yeah, I think a lot of people may have listened to this and go, wow, that's so intriguing. I didn't know anything about these Babylonian yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and wow, I didn't understand, like the, the Greek, the Hebrew there? Wow, that's that's unique. And, right. and I also want to say, it probably feels really daunting to mm-hmm. op- try to Google, what is the Hebrew word on my face in Habakkuk 2.4? Yeah. I, yeah. I actually, I need to try that to see what actually comes up, right? Um, so what happens in these study guides is we've got um, Bible um, people who have gone to school, like me, to study the Bible, mm-hmm. the Greek, and the Hebrew, and, and commentaries, and uh, we want to take these academic theological concepts and bring them in a presentable and everyday applicable um, context and kind of situation for you. And so the study guide is almost like your personal little commentary mm. to give mm-hmm. you some background information to help you think about the text in a certain way, um, and really to help you take the Bible from being like this thing that you're just reading mm-hmm. to making building that bridge to apply it to your life. And that's why I love those daily questions, because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of pointing you in a certain way. And you can have this sense of confidence and assurance that this isn't just some people in a basement that are Googling a bunch <laughs> of stuff. And, you know, like we're looking at um, just scholarship, mm-hmm, just trusted mm-hmm. biblical and theological scholarship. Yeah. And we're presenting it to you, I think, in a way that is so accessible. Um, mm-hmm. And my hope is that you will get super excited about this. Yeah. And as group of y'all will be like, yo, I do want to go and learn Hebrew and you will become Hebrew scholars yeah. and, and I can't wait for that. Yeah. If you're awesome. out there and you want to be a Hebrew scholar, I support you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I it. support that Joel. too. Yes. Well, all of those things that we talked about earlier, the welcome letter, the themes, we're, we've packaged that up for you mm-hmm. and you can get access to it at Proverbs31.org slash listen on the show notes for today's episode. It's free. You can just download it. Absolutely. And we, our hope, our goal here is mm-hmm. that you don't just listen to this podcast, yeah. turn it off and go on about your life and never talk yeah. about Habakkuk again because there's just too much good gold yeah. in there. So y'all join us in studying Habakkuk. We're going to mm-hmm. be doing it in our first five mobile app, totally free mobile app that you can download in any of the app stores on your mm-hmm. smartphone. And then we'll actually, we'll start the study on August 9th, 2021, if you're listening to this in real time. Um, but also you can head on over to proverbs31.org's uh, bookstore and mm-hmm. purchase one of those study guides because mm-hmm. we want you to open up your Bible, mm-hmm. find that tiny little book of Habakkuk and get to know the minor prophet that he is. <laughs> you like how I slid that in there, Joel? There you go. Talking about there it like go. I know. So <laughs> Using that knowledge. There you go, Meredith. Well, I'm not sure if you guys have missed in-person events, but I sure have. And that's why we're excited to let you know that you can join Lisa Turkers this fall in 2021 on the Encounter Tour. There are several one-night gatherings happening across the U.S. and friends, you're not going to want to miss it. Together with Lisa, you'll pursue healing as you share the hard parts of your story, dig into God's Word, lean in and laugh, and remind each other that God is not finished with you yet. Man, I need to hear that for sure. Check out our show 
show notes at proverbs31.org slash listen to find the link to the encounter tour and see if it's coming to a city near you. Thanks so much for joining us today, friends. At Proverbs 31 Ministries, we believe when you know the truth and live the truth, it changes everything. Mm-hmm.